Flash Boys! What's going on? It's the proper podcast. Welcome back, people, once again. Now, I was listening to our, as I was editing our podcast last week. Now, as I was listening to our podcast back, just to make all this. Now, as I was listening back to our podcast last week, just to make all the sound. Fucking hell. Now, as I was listening back to our podcast last week, just to make sure all the sound quality was absolutely top fucking notch, I realised, boys, that we were a little bit, I don't know, a little bit flat last week. So we're coming in hot this week. Fucking raging hot, I'll tell you now. And this is a big one. Yes, we're going to be talking about the weekend. Connor Benny's back, baby. Buatia sees a blinding fight. We'll be dissecting that bad boy. And, of course, the big news, Fury Usyk postponed. Fucking gutted. Fucking, I was bang up for that. But there we go. It's postponed. May the 18th. Turkey has saved us once again. Don't you worry. And we'll be talking about some other boxing news. We've got a bit of Wardley Clark announced. That's a bit exciting. Hamza Shiraz, Liam Williams this weekend. But, boys, there's nowhere else to start. Big John Fury, Big John Fury versus Carl Froch. Who wins that fight and how? Come on. Oh, is that a serious question? Yeah. <laughs> oh, mate, it's it's bubbling John... up, mate. They're selling tickets for Wembley, bruv. Mate, John Fury's not going to fight anyone. He didn't fight that Mickey Theo. He's certainly not going to fight Carl Froch. You're talking shit. Carl Froch goes down in three. Tell him. <laughs> goes down where? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I tell you, Big John's bringing all the smoke, bruv. Don't want to mess with Big John. Tell you. Yeah, everyone wants Big John. That's where the dough is, isn't it? Big John brings the eyes and the dough. This is what is going to lead us beautifully into the whole Tyson Fury Usyk. It's, the, it's all a circus. It's a, like, do you we honestly think John Fury is going to get inside the ring with Carl Froch? Ain't happening. 93, like, how deluded is he? 93,000 at Wembley. You think he's going to get more than 93 people at fucking Wembley to watch that? No chance. No chance. I'm going. I'd watch it. I'm talking about I'm going. You're telling me you want to watch that? I'd be all in, mate. That is wonderful TV. I'll tell you what, Joe Egan popped up today, didn't he? He wants yeah. some misfits, apparently. Listen, John, John, Johnny, Johnny, Big John Fury is in no shape to be doing even free freeze. You is say it? that. Like, you say that, right? I'll put a bet. I'll have a bet of you now, Kai. I'll have a bet of you now. Fifty quid. Within the next three years, John Fury gets in the ring. You want that bet? I'll have that bet. Yeah, fifty pounds to charity, right? Yeah, fifty pound for charity. Yeah, my pocket. No, I'm joking. <laughs> of our of our uh, chosen yeah. charity, chosen charity. Yeah, In three years time. Do you think we'll still be doing this? Yeah, probably. <laughs> probably. I don't know. You two drive me a bit fucking mad, so maybe not. As long as we up our game, isn't yeah. it, Unc? We'll be yeah. all right. <laughs> so, Lynn, come on in. Let's talk about it. It's bad news, but Turkey's turned it into somewhat good news. Fury Usyk postponed. May the 18th is the new date, but we've also got a clause in there. Should Fury or Usyk pull out this time, it's 10 million off their purse. However, personally, I think if they pull out this time, it's never happening, is it? But either way, there's a 10 million clause in there. Well done, excellent Turkey. We love that. So, boys, tell me your thoughts when you heard it straight away. Johnny B, what did you think? I was gutted. Couldn't speak, couldn't think, couldn't think straight. I mean, straight away, I just thought, oh, I'm, I, I always said I didn't think this fight was going to happen, like a lot of people. Uh, so then when it didn't happen, I just thought, I knew it. I knew it. And um, I've got to admit, 
straight away I'm thinking, ah, oh, I don't believe it. I, I don't believe it. I think there's some skullduggery going on here. That was my first opinion. Um, but then looking at it, you see that the footage that comes out straight away, you think, oh, there's footage. Then the footage comes out. It's grainy. You're like, you don't see the blood. You don't see anything. You're like, what, what are they filming this on? Has someone got a car in the gym and it's on a fucking dash cam. Like what? Pixelation. What's that ring? Suspicious thing. What's that ring, yeah, ring doorbell <laughs> fucking camera? Like what the fuck? Who's got a camera like that in the gym? <laughs> this is a multi-million pound fucking outfit. And so, do you know what? I said I wasn't going to try and swear too much today, but now we're talking about this, it's impossible. But, yeah, like, this is a multi-million pound outfit, gym operation in Saudi Arabia. Someone's coming with a bloody ring doorbell to film the sparring. Yeah, that, <laughs> that was a bit suspect. Um, but then, obviously, the picture comes out of the cut. It's undeniable. It's got a cut on his eye. Like, I can only see what I can see. I know there's a lot of AI footage going around nowadays, but he's got a cut. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, people have come out with some statements they don't think is real or, you know, he might have done it on purpose. I mean, even um, George Groves, he came out and said it looks like a, it could be a surgical cut. It's so neat. <laughs> I thought, wow. I tell you what, a few people did say that um, it looks a lot, it looks like it's been there a lot longer than a few mm. days. A few people did say that. It but looks- then, look, yeah. So, and then, um, and then um, the, the guy that he had the sparring with, uh, Smacky, <laughs> what a name <laughs> of, all the, yeah. of all the surnames after he's obviously given Fury a smack. But yeah, Frank Warren said it was an elbow. And then, you know, the, the guy that they had the sparring with, Smacky, he said it was a punch. He goes, you know, it weren't an elbow. It's definitely an elbow. Definitely yeah. an elbow. But um, shit, 300 times, mate. It was an elbow. He's, he's come round with the left hook. We'll come to whether it was a left hook or a right hook in a minute, I suppose. Yeah, but... um. Go on, John, you finish, mate. I was just going to say for the listeners, though. So we had a couple of days there on the WhatsApp, WhatsApp messages where Johnny was going, it's on his fucking left eye now. Hold on a minute. It's on his fucking right eye now. He's fucking dissecting the pictures because the cut was moving from left to right. But it was, yeah, it was the old camera footage, wasn't it? It was the way that uh, the phone, if you're looking at your phone, it's going to be a different side, isn't it? It's still hard to figure that out because if you when is it? Well, I'm I'm waiting to have Margot go on. You not crack on. Well, no, mate. If you take a selfie, it comes I could out literally the other just way. speak for the first half hour. So I'll finish it with this because I've got more to say on it, right? But I'll go finish on. it with this: is that yeah, obviously, like in the sparring, as he gets hit, you know, it's, it's a left whatever shovel hook, whatever it is, it comes out. If he if he clips him with the fist or it's the elbow, but you can blatantly see it. All you can see from the video is. Tyson Fury's left shoulder and it comes up and hits him on his right eye. That would be, wouldn't it? His right eye. That's what you can see in the video. But then when he's sitting next to uh, Turkey Al Sheikh, it cuts on his left eye, isn't it? What's going on about it? This cuts. No, it is on his right. It is on his right. (laughs) This is what we was arguing about, wasn't it? What, when he's sitting. It is on his right because Turkey's to his right. Mm. Turkey's sitting to Tyson's right. And the... So the cut's on his left in that video. It's set definitely on his left eye. He's <laughs> done an Instagram video since then, Unc, on his own, walking about his gaff, and the cut's definitely on the left eye. On the left. 100%. So someone explained to me how a left hook that catches him on the right eye has now cut his left eye. Because it's it's, not. It's I've tried right to eye. do it. 
So you're saying in the in the uh, double excellent turkey video when he's sitting there for the MMA hour, it's on, turkey it's sat to his right. The things the cuts on his left. No, it's not. It's on his right. It's on his right. I'm I looking bet at it you. Now. I'll, I'll double that fifty pounds no. for charity. <laughs> <laughs> the, cha- the, chari- the charity to Kaya's Beer Foundation, which will be this weekend. No, it is honestly. It's on his right. It is. Trust me. There's going to be people screaming down the fucking their phones now or whatever they're listening <laughs> no, but to. Even, oh, you um, fucking silly bastard. Even Dan Raphael was a bit confused when he put out a tweet saying, oh, hold on a minute, why is it on his left? And then on when he got cut on his right, right blah, blah, right, blah. Right. Yeah. I'm looking at it now on Insta. He's looking at the camera on Insta and it's on his left eye on Insta. Yeah, but look at the logo on his shirt. The logo skew with, isn't it? So the logo's back to front. You're saying the cut's on the right eye. Is the logo back to front? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah so it is. is. Right. Yeah, it is. Right, right. So, that's what right. it is. That's what, that's it, what is. it is. Well, let me throw you case something closed. else in into the case mix. Closed. So when, when, yeah. It's not case closed. How is it case closed? Because the logo is so the wrong way round. Fuck the logo. I don't care about the logo. Was it a left hook or not? Yeah. Yeah, that it was cut his eye. Yeah. So if it's the left hook, how is the left hook cut his... You're saying that the cut's definitely on his right eye. It has yeah? to be from the, right the video footage, yeah. So, all right. So, in the Ariel Helwani show, are you telling me they're filming everything back to front? No. Put it, it up on your phone now, John. See what where it is on, on the Ariel Helwani no, that's, show. That's him on they're not filming anything back to front. That's Insta. That's back to I'm front. I'm talking about the Sorry. Helwani show. The yeah, MMA on the, hour. On the Ariel Helwani show, um, Turkey I'm Al Sheikh's sitting on Tyson's talking. right. <laughs> This is you no good for the listeners, talking. is it? They're like, we can't fucking see anything. Do you know what? Like, this is the thing, in it? I've, I've, do you know what, though? This ain't the first time I've seen this, because I remember this happened to David Hay, funny enough, in the Tyson Fury, his white shoulder. When he'd done the, the, the image, he'd done it in a, in a hotel room or whatever, a doctor's room in, in the mirror. Everyone was saying, you said it was the right shoulder, it was the left shoulder. I remember this happening years ago. This ain't the first time this has oh, ever happened. Yeah. Um, do you know what? Thank God you didn't take that bet. It's fucking his right eye. <laughs> I did take it. <laughs> no, we didn't shake on it, mate. There was no acknowledgement of the bet. Yeah, it's definitely on his right eye there next to Turkey Ali old shake. Right You're like Tyson Fury. Closed. You don't pay your fucking bets. Case closed. His case closed. Yeah. Oh, well. His case closed. Either yeah, way. You're right, John, though, isn't it? David A did the same thing with his shoulder, took a picture in the mirror, and... Uh, and then, yeah, basically, it was all back to front, and everyone was questioning it then, so... But, but the thing... Yeah, but listen, on, mate... We're all we're all fucking we're all doing our nut over this because it's just the boy who cried wolf, isn't it? It's like we don't know if, if he's fannying or not ever. And we, we've had a whole year of Tyson Fury's negotiations going back and forward and and falling away. And then you see Anthony Joshua fight Usyk twice, and everyone else seems to be making fights. But with Tyson Fury, it's always been difficult to negotiate. So when anything happens, the smallest thing, like everyone jumps all over it and says that he's, he's fannying. And um, I'm glad he come out and did a video because we was on a WhatsApp group literally an hour before and I, I posted on there and I said, look, all he's got to do is come out and do a, a video. Do a video, do an interview. It doesn't matter who it's with. Pick your favourite interviewer, Michelle Joy Phelps or whoever it is. He seems to like her a lot. And then literally an hour later, he's out there with with uh, Turkey Ali El Sheikh um, doing a video. So yeah, it's case closed. And I think Aegis Klimas owes him an apology there, doesn't he? As, as we all do, as I yeah. do, because I, yeah. I was questioning well, everything. Not really, we all did. Not we really, did. because yeah, no, we, I'm apology. We all got it no, wrong. We all no, got it wrong. Well, the whole well, world well, got it wrong. What Easy Clements is saying is, you got your bitch to hit you with a frying pan, right? So ultimately, and I don't think he was referring to. Is that what he said? Yeah, 
That's what, that's why Tyson oh. Fury's going on one. Uh, I, I wonder what that was about. I heard him say that at the end of the interview. I didn't know. I don't um, think he meant his wife. said that. Fucking got hell. your bitch because he's been one, one of your boys. I don't think he meant his wife. But anyway, it, like, so what he's saying is that, you know, you've done that cut on purpose because you wanted to prolong the training camp, read into that what you will, but uh, you've done it on purpose. And at the end, that Turkey Alice Sheikh, he said to Aegis Klimas, um, are you happy with this now? And then he said, I think he got his words muddled up. He goes, I still feel same or I still same feel, but he meant to say, I still feel yeah, the same yeah, at I the very that, end. Yeah. But um, so he ain't, he ain't moving on it. But I mean, they're just sick to death of Tyson Fury. Think about it. It, it. There's a common denominator in all of the stuff that seems to go on with Tyson Fury. And that's him. The negotiations with Andy yeah. Joshua. How long did they play out in the media to the point, you know, I spoke to the Prince Khalid in Saudi Arabia the deal's on. Tyson Fury comes out with all of that. Lastminute.com. Oh, no. Arbitration with Wilder. Oh, sorry, I've got to go and fight Wilder now. And then within 24 hours, he signs the, the Wilder fight. You know, you like, your promoter is Bob Arum. He's a lawyer. You didn't know anything about that arbitration shit when everyone was sent down the road with this whole Anthony Joshua narrative. It didn't happen. When else has Anthony Joshua been logged into, like, public negotiations? Like, just that time with Tyson Fury, it seemed like. So, yeah, look, I, look I, I wrote down a few things. I'm going to rattle this off. And then this is why his credibility is shot. And this is why people don't believe a word he said. So pulled out of an Ustinov, Ustinov fight back in the day. There was clamour for Tyson Fury to fight David Price, British title back in the day. He lost to Price in the amateurs. Price at the time was a beast, knocking people over for fun. I know his chin was a bit suspect and he got found out by Tony Thompson. But at the time, a lot of people saying Tyson Fury ducked that fight. Failed a drugs test nine months before the Klitschko undisputed fight. Anyway, he wins the, the titles. Then he's meant to give Klitschko a rematch. Pulls out the fight because he sprained an ankle. Later, it's revealed he failed a pre-fight test for cocaine. Okay. Then he gets a two-year backdated sentence, right? Tests positive for Nandrolone, right? Puts it down to the wild boar meat. Okay, so there's reasonable doubt, right? You, you know, you're saying you ate wild boar meat. Farmer comes out with stuff saying there was bribes for people to take, whatever. Then, then he pulled, retracted his, uh, his statement about saying stuff. Still a little bit of fuckery there, though, right? Then um, he, he don't fight for a while. Then he comes back. Then it's easy to sort of tick over fights. Then it's the whole negotiations with AJ. That plays out in the public. Then it's the wild, but wild of the arbitration. Then he's about to fight Wilder, pulls out of that fight because he gets COVID. suppose COVID was out at the time, but you still never know. Then you get all this stuff with Usyk, all of these negotiations in public. Little foreigner, you know, <clears throat> gap tooth, don't fight me, fuck the rematch. How about 70-30? It's, it's like you're the common denominator in all of this. And then you get dropped by Ngannou. Then you're meant to fight um, Usyk in December, but you've got a little mark over your eye. So that fight gets postponed. Then we've got the February fight. And what we're all saying, it's never going to happen. Never going to happen. Now this fight gets postponed. So excuse me if your credibility isn't a bit shot. And for me, I don't even want to call him Tyson Fury no more. Do you know what his name is? Tyson Fuckery. Because everywhere I go, there just seems to be a bit of fuckery around Tyson Fury. So I ain't saying he's done this on purpose. But we've all got it wrong. We've all got it wrong this time. As I say, like my son does it all the time. He fucking lies. And then, you know, there's no look, there's nothing to say he's definitely lied about any negotiations because we're not privy to any of the stuff that goes on behind the scenes. But you're right, he's the common denominator, is Tyson Fury. So 
fingers were pointing towards him because everyone else seems to be making fights or most people. I know Wilder and Joshua had problems making that fight as well um, for a while, but mostly it's Tyson Fury. But my son does it all the time. He lies. And the one time he's telling the truth, I don't really believe him. And then like, it proves that he's telling the truth. I've got to go apologise to him. So yeah. I think we all, we, look, we all, we all questioned it. We all thought there was something going on. Turns out it's completely legit. So, we, you know, the fight's been made. So I think um, we've got to crack on with it, haven't we? Like, well, nothing else to talk about. The burning question is, and I don't know if we can really answer this because nobody really knows, but I'll get your thoughts on it anyway. Does anyone benefit? Does Usyk not benefit? Does Tyson benefit? What do you reckon? I don't think it affects Usyk in the slightest. That man's a machine all year round, I reckon. Can you overtrain um, though? Can you overtrain? Do you know what I, I mean? I think with the team he's got behind him, I think he'll know when to to you know taper raise the back. levels and when to taper it off, when to raise it, when to taper it off. Like Fury, you see pictures of him against Ngannou, which was only three months ago, by mm. the way. He was out of shape. Mm. See pictures of him now. Remember, mm. we did a podcast two or three podcasts ago, and uh me and Uncle was saying about the shape of Tyson Fury, where John Fury was saying Ah, uh, he's not training right. It's embarrassing. He's barely not uh, thingy. And then we were saying, this is bullshit. He's saying that, but really, in the shadows, Tyson Fury's training his nuts off and he's going to be in puck of shape. Because remember, we was having this conversation before, how fit is Tyson Fury going to be ready? And this is what Tyson Fury does. Like that thing that John Fury was saying there, that was a red herring. This is what happens in boxing. It's misdirection. They yeah. throw you over there and they're trying to bank that Usyk ain't going to take this as serious. You know, like getting up for the 5 a.m. runs. Oh, maybe I won't do today. Maybe I'll just do tomorrow because you're thinking he's just going to come in a fat blob and I'm going to beat him. So uh, this is the thing with the Furies. And they are the master of mind games. The way they play this whole boxing game, they are. So I think because he is a superstar, because he's got such a big mouth, everyone's a little middleweight gap too foreigner or a bodybuilder. Everyone's a dosser. You, you love to hate the guy. But ultimately, in terms of boxing, it's more than just fighting in the ring. There's mind games at play there. And I think they was trying to play a blinder there with misdirection, saying he was barely training. But lo and behold, look at his physique. Geezers, mate. Miraculous, though. I think you're right, yeah. It was it was all a bluff, wasn't it? I mean, you can get like that. Boxers can get like that with the with the you know, with the training programs they go through for a fight camp. Mm. They do, they train twice a day, the diet's right. So theoretically, he could easily, not easily, with a lot of hard work, go from where he was against Ngannou to where he is now. So for me, there isn't really, again, nothing to really see here. There's loads of people online saying that he's, he's doing this, that and the other. But, um, you know, if you dedicate yourself, I've, I've done a lot of training in the past, obviously not to that level, but I've done endurance events. I know how quickly you can strip off weight with the right diet and, the right type of training. So yeah, he's obviously just dedicated himself. And in honest, in all honesty, you know, it's a legitimate cut. It's probably really worked in Fury's favor because now yeah. he's got another three months of solid fitness training to even be better. And, <laughs> and you know, there was other things as well. Like when, I, when it first popped off, I'm like, fucking hell, like, are they not selling any tickets? Like the promo is excellent. <sighs> are they trying to push this out a bit further? This was before obviously our, we legitimised the cut on this on this podcast. Because even coming to this podcast, I didn't know what your views were. I'm like, it's the fucking left hook, it's the right eye, the left eye. I didn't know what was going on. Now we've figured out that it's, it's all legit. I was like, fucking hell, like, why have they leaked the gloves are off? Who would leak that? Who would be, who would have the authority to leak 
the gloves are off thing they mm. did. What's that doing out in there? You could be onto something because Fury fights have done big numbers in the past, but they've always done big numbers when Fury is out in front on social mm. media, fucking mm. slagging everyone off. Do you know what I mean? He always is promoting, hasn't he? He's been dead silent on this and he hasn't needed to promote it because he's getting a load of money for it. But you're right. But listen, it's another thing that's come out in the wash now as well. When Tyson Fury's in the right, okay, he'll clearly come online and prove his innocence. So all the other stuff that's happened in the past where he's kept completely silent about it, the arbitration, all that stuff. I mean, could he have made more effort to prove his innocence in those those situations? Who knows? But this time, he's had no choice because the whole world literally went, you fucking liar. And he's turned around, he's had to do this, right? So... That's but it. listen, but could he have done it more in the past? Yeah, but in the, there's, there's, no, there's something by the by, I suppose. There's something that weren't here in the past, and that is none other than his double excellent turkey, right? Because Ahmad was that to see him front and center on that Ariel Awani show, sitting there, man, just like um, if if no one makes the next fight, there's going to be ten million pound deducted. You know, you love it raw, man. <laughs> that gets a fan. He's got governor. a fucking camera in both the camps. He reckons. <laughs> It's fucking amazing, Why isn't not? it? He's shadow boxing at the end. He said, I want the fucking winner. I know, I know. He's got some moves to play, I tell you. He does what he likes, mate. He does what he likes. We were saying this morning on our WhatsApp group, um, I mean, his name is the God of Boxing, isn't it? God of Boxing. Saviour, the He's God of Boxing, pulling all the strings. Mate. It's just amazing. That's why I personally think this fight will happen, because that man is in charge. Mm. There's no financials that can't be uh, met for the fighters. There's no you know, requests that they can't adhere to, everything, he's got it covered. So, yeah. Now, this has all transpired, right? And Fury now has got the bit between his teeth. You see he's taking it seriously, right? Much much more seriously than he has in the last however many fights he's had, right? This is, this is it. This is the holy grail for Tyson Fury. Now you've seen this, and this has happened, and the whole world's called him a liar, and he's proved everyone, uh, proved everyone uh, wrong, are we all flip-flopping or are we all sticking with Usyk? Well, who flipped in the first place? We, we all flipped. flipped. I said Fury ages ago. I don't know if you did, Unc. I think you was always Usyk. Always Usyk. Always Usyk. No. Yeah, I, I, I said Fury. I said, on it, Fury, who's taking it seriously, is too big and too good for I'm going to have to go and get the Especially receipts after on seeing that. The Dubois, especially after seeing the Dubois fight. Where well, I'm you're flip-flopping lost. now, are you? I don't know yet. Oh, you're the king of flip-flop, you are, bruv. Oh, no. Listen, <laughs> That's I don't a know yet. That is I will, the king of flip-flops. I will con- <laughs> you, you're having a laugh, mate. I could call you flip-flop as well. You're, you're the worst out of all of us. But... <laughs> uh... Yeah, for me, for me, this is lit a fire under Fury. Because you question whether he really cares or not, right, about legacy. He says it himself. Don't give a shit about legacy. I've got all the money I need. I live in the, you know, the arsehole of nowhere in Morecambe. I go down the pier have a flake 99 and play those 2p machines like he don't really give a fuck about most no, things. but that's all part I'm of like, it so i'm saying to you earlier son i know don't i know but like now it, bruv it's all but part now of it. i'll you drive a passat he says on fucking joe rogan he's got a lamborghini all right all right calm down pipe down son. Right, fucking, take a fucking like breather a child, take son. a breather you're getting brought into all this no, bullshit no all i'm saying is when fury when fury's on it and he's fit and he's focused. He's a dangerous fighter. There's no denying it. It's just we haven't seen it recently in his last few fights. It, we haven't. I think this fight's a lot closer now than it mm. ever was before this cut and all this stuff happened. That's what I believe. 
because I feel like he's so got who a point do you, to prove. That, who do you think yeah? wins then the fight? I still leaning towards Usyk, but I thought it was Usyk convincingly before. After Ungaru convincingly, fight. I thought he played not played with him really, but I thought he wins that fight eight four nine three. But now it's close, boys. I'm telling you. Should we do? <clears> do, really, do you want really to do close. this? Do you want to do this now? Because I'm. No, nah, we'll save well, it. We'll save it. We'll save we, it. All, we know our prediction. We'll, we'll, we'll say you say yours, and then we'll save it. <laughs> I, I'm gonna go. Us, I'm gonna go. Usyk just. Just Usyk. <laughs> Usyk. You're Usyk, yeah. I am 100% Fury. I was, in my mind... Really? <laughs> after oh. everything you just said, mind, after everything you just called me. Mind, mate. Fucking flip-flop. What, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? You was Usyk. No, 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 no. What, what, what do you mean everything I just said? I'm, no. You just stop, called me a flip-flop. stop, stop. stop. You, I'm saying, too, the misdirection. I said it's more than just fighting in the ring. And I said he's the master of mind games, right? And I'm telling you now. He's fucking done it on you, hasn't he? you, bruv. Done it on you. Sent you down the road. I'm going, I'm still huh? Usyk. I'm still Usyk. I'm still still you Usyk. You've done a semi-flip-flop and went back. But it, it's not. You either flip-flop or you listen, don't, mate. That's it. I'm just sad that the condition that I just see Fury in there, right? That guy's a man mounting with the feet that he's got, that reach that he's got. I'm telling you, if he if he if he plays the right game in that ring and he just keeps making Usyk overreach, keeps taking a step back, making miss, getting there, tie him up. If he plays a sensible game, he's got the ring IQ. He always makes the adjustments. Tyson Fury, I think he wins the fight. I really do. Monkey so you flip flop. I think I flip flop. So flip flop. I think I don't. You said Usyk the last when? time. Gang I didn't receipt. say Usyk. Go and get the receipt. It's on. It's on the last oh, yeah. time we spoke you about. We all, said... we all went Usyk. Did we not we all, all go Usyk? Yeah, we did. You're fucking losing your marbles in your old age, well, son. I'm, I'm Tyson on, Fury now, I think. <laughs> <laughs> this is the thing with Tyson I ain't, Fury. I ain't changing. No Tyson way. Tyson Fury, no the way. biggest star in boxing, and all of this shit that I said, credibility is shot. But last week, when I did the uh, what the fuck moment, he was my guy. I was saying, like, the stuff that he said in the gloves are off and that. He just does this, chart, And it will be a shame when we lose Tyson Fury out of the, uh, out of the boxing world. But... He does. He contradicts Fuck himself a lot. He always gives us something to talk about, doesn't he? I ain't flip-flopping no fucking way. I'm, I'm Usyk all the way. And um, yes, he looked in good shape, Fury, but he looked in good shape in the end for the fucking Ngannou fight. Nah, really? not like he, this, son. Nah, he nah. did. I thought he looked, I thought he looked Mate, podgy as fuck. Oh, nah. come on. He's only nah. lost a bit of weight. Nah. Fuck off. He looks like he's back to that. his nah, that's been slimming like, world. That, that looks like, <laughs> yeah, Cutler's uh, slimming tablets. No, he looks strong. In those pictures, he looks strong. I ain't seen him look like that in a while. Uh, nah, uh, uh, nobody ever changed my mind. Usyk's a different animal to anyone he's ever been in there with. You look at Fury's opponents, right? Name someone who comes anywhere close to the skill, elusiveness, to the movement of Usyk in Fury's I'll give record. you one. Name one person. Don't say Steve Cunningham. Sefer Sefri. He was about to say Steve Cunningham. Sefer Sefri. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pianetta. Pianetta. But that's where I'm going. Done. And, and, and Usyk's, seen this, all, Usyk's seen this all before. Yeah, Usyk Usyk's always been Fury up against before. people. I know, but Usyk's all, Usyk has been up against big fucking blokes most of his life. Everyone's bigger than him. Everyone's fucking stronger than him. It doesn't matter. All right. I know he's only fought Chisora and Joshua twice and Dubois, but that's a pretty good record in my eyes. And mm. um, I don't see how Fury can keep up with U6 movement 
for 12 rounds, personally. I don't see oh, One last question on this before we move on. Do you think who's got a better resume in the heavyweight division, Usyk or Fury? It's a great question. It's a great question. <laughs> Joe Parker's put a bomb underneath that question because of what he'd done to Wilder. So he does. Mm. that. that the, the Wilder trilogy that he had don't look as great now, does it? It really don't. It's a very good question, Kai. However, not to shut you down there, but I will say it just doesn't matter until this fight happens. Fair enough. It? Do you know what I mean? Listen, like, I'm sure we're going to tear the arsehole out of this fucking a million times before, yeah. they, before they get in In a the way, ring, I'm so. happy that we can uh, make more content on it for the next few months because after it was over, I was thinking... Joshua well, you got a rematch after then, that, didn't you? Yeah, well, now it would be Fury, Joshua, or Usyk Joshua, wouldn't it? According to the double excellent turkey. but saviour uh, of boxing. Anyway, so yes, we'll be caning the life out of this fucking situation for another few months. Sorry about that. Although you're probably listening for that, to be fair as well. So uh, there we go. Right on to last weekend. Let's do Connor Ben first, eh? Yay. I took one for the team. You boys were watching Buatzi Aziz and I said, no, oh, don't you worry, boys, just for the uh, purpose of... Uh, the trio coming on the pod. I'll make sure that I'll watch the Conor Ben fight in detail. And um, I know you boys have probably watched it since, but yeah, what I watched it live and uh, I watched it mainly for Johnny Fisher, of course. The Ron Football! Done well. Fucking exciting. The old Ron Football, love it. And uh, just before we talk about Johnny, yeah, Conor Ben versus Peter Dobson. Right, shall I unload my clip? Go, mate. You crack I'm on. I'm unloading my clip. I mean, on the surface, he won every round. He really did, like probably lost a couple, but I didn't see anything in Peter Dobson that could give anyone, any name, any trouble. I thought Ben was okay, average. The ferocity was there, but it didn't have the um it didn't have the power behind it. It just didn't. My problem is I was watching Peter Dobson in there and I was thinking if that was a live opponent like one of these big names, you're in big, big trouble. And maybe as well, I've got high expectations for Connor based on them glory years, you know, from the Vargas knockout. From then on, it was like, wow. And then from then, he started to get these explosive knockouts like Algeria. And um, and I suppose him coming back in the Orozco fight and then coming back to now, it's like, oh, is that what we're in for then? Is it 12-round... 12 round points wins is that what we're going to get constantly now but as well if you go into 12 round points decision wins against this caliber opponents in my eyes you're getting annihilated by everyone else these people are levels below the top levels below sorry dummy don't, don't want to be wow. harsh but that's well, just mate, what you've i got saw to speak it. your truth ain't you you've got to speak your truth i just feel like peter dobson was better than people thought People saw his record and thought he's fought nobody. He hasn't been in a ring for a while. And when you look at his style, you can tell he's trained at the Mayweather gym straight away with his defensive capabilities, his ability to ride shots, take power off any shots with his shoulder rolls. He had one up hand up there and the other one covering his stomach, just like Mayweather. You know, you can all got similar styles in that gym. And I think with Conor Ben, it, like, it's like he, he just wanted to go in here and take his head off. And sometimes you've got to just pry as a man open, right? If it's not that diff- if it's not that easy to land your power shots, you got to, you just got to pace the fight a little bit better than he did, and he was just all guns blazing. I thought, in terms of the game plan, I thought it was it wasn't great, if I'm being honest. But all this stuff about Conor Ben losing his power, 
like you know, since the failed drug test, because we've got to say how it is. You know, I'm not not making any accusations, but everyone online's going, oh, he's lost his power. But you got to you, look. I'm just gonna play devil's advocate here. You got to look at who he knocked out before all this stuff happened. It was Chris Van Heerden, right? Who really, you look at his record. He was getting battered by Jerron Ennis in one round. Fight stopped due, uh, due to a headbutt, but he was getting pinged around all over the place. Probably going to get stopped by Jerron Ennis. So the Chris Van Heerden one is like whatever. Anyone can knock out Chris Van Heerden. And uh, before then, you got Samuel Vargas, who's been knocked out four times already. I think it was Virgil Ortiz who knocked him out. Who else? Errol Spence knocked him out. Chris Algieri is not really a welterweight. Comes up in the last stage of his career and gets knocked out in four rounds with a peach of a shot. So but everyone's like jumping all over this a little bit too much, saying he's lost his power. Like I thought Peter Dobson again was, I'll just reiterate, I thought he was better than people thought. And the fighter he fought before, Roscoe, was juiced to the gills. He's pinging shots off his head. But no one mentions that. Everyone's got how Connor's lost his power. He just got in a ring with someone who failed a drugs test himself. So let's just all calm fucking down about all of this, I think. Without fail, my doorbell goes when I do this fucking <laughs> podcast. Hold on one minute. A few moments later. Fucking Uber Eats. Anyway, um, <clears throat> so I just want to like stop rushing the judgment with all of this. I feel like him you know, calling out the fighters he's calling out. I think a lot of it's clout, if we're being honest. You know, you're throwing Mario Barrios in there with Devin Haney. You don't put the two names together. That's that's not right. Okay, they're on two totally different levels. I think he's chasing the Barrios fight because it gives him the WBC ranking. The Josh Kelly fight, I wouldn't go near him right now because in a way, Peter Dobson, you know, slippery, you know, hard to pin down. Josh Kelly's going to be a 10 times better version of Peter Dobson and at 154 as well. So I wouldn't go near him right now until you're back in the flow of things and fighting three times a year. So it's, it's hard to know what to do with, with Conor Ben next. It really is. Like, I don't know if I would rush him into these big fights. Like they're talking about, they made a bid today, an hour before we did this. They bid for the, uh, they, they've uh, not bid for it. They sent Javante Davis, uh, uh, an offer to fight him. You know, Javante Davis is toying with the idea of coming over here against Conor Ben. I'm like, why would you go near Javante Davis with his knockout power? I mean, he, he could clean you out, even at 147. Because Conor Ben's defensively, he's not, you know, it needs work, doesn't it? So I don't know what <laughs> to do with Conor Ben next. I am stuck. Do you roll the dice? Do you carry on at this level? What would you do? Well, he's calling out Adrian Broner, any as well. I like that fight, and that's that's yeah, that's a good fight for him. Yeah, for him because Adrian Broner's washed. Yeah, but if you're talking about tanks, the tanks of this world, even though tanks got to go up a few weights, I think that's a nightmare. Yeah, for it him. is, and um, it is. But yeah, the other names that you mentioned, and even to Josh Kelly. I think Josh Kelly beats him. I do. At the moment, now, you'd have to say I that. Wouldn't have said that. I wouldn't have said that a few years ago. I yeah. wouldn't have said that. But did you really think that Peter Dobson was better? I than thought he was better than Peter people thought. I thought defensively, he was doing some really cute things in there, taking power off a lot of Connor's shots. Just with the way he was just rolling, rolling with the shot. He was anticipating a lot of the power shots and he was taking probably 20% off them. And uh, it was he was cleverer than people thought in there, I yeah, thought. He was. I, I agree. I think he had that. That Philly shell, he, caught, he, kept, he knew how to sort of dip that down low, wide shots. Um, he sort of knew where he was in the ring all the time. Um, 
And yeah, and do you know what? He wasn't throwing loads of punches either. I thought he knew how to sort of pace himself throughout the uh, throughout the round. But ultimately, I'm a little bit like you for a change, Kaya. I'm like, it weren't that much of a bad performance for Conor Ben, right? The big problem we've got here with Conor Ben is that the PR, the way he's being built, the monster, crushing it in the gym. I'm yeah, going to knock you out. I'm going to smash your face in. This, the power and all that. So he gets in the ring, just fucking headhunting. All he's doing is headhunting. And like, I thought yeah. his speed of going in, I thought like some of the combinations he was getting off, it looked really good. The, the, the jab, his jab is unbelievable. Conor Ben's jab to the head, to the body. But there was no like variation. There was no adjustments. Like uh, Dobson just kept doing the same thing and it was effective. And it was like, I knew within the first four rounds, I thought this guy had the points. He ain't got an answer for it. I thought, like, every time he kept dipping down to the right, where was that shovel hook? Where was that left uppercut or hook to come up and hit him? But it just didn't seem like it was there. And it was, like, the whole 12 rounds. And there's another thing with Conor Ben. Like, his gas tank, I think, is amazing. Like, he's just doing the same sort of thing towards the end. But, yeah, there was no... It was all emotion and, like, gritty teeth and going in there. That ain't the way, you know, you fucking fight. Do you know what I mean? But... Yeah, so I don't think it was a it was bad one pace, wasn't it, John? When you look at, remember when he fought Sebastian Formella? In that round, in that fight, mm. he went in there and fought him, and he weren't fighting like that. He went in there to show everyone, I'm not just a puncher. I can go in and I can, you know, I can box, I can outbox this guy over 12 rounds. I think <clears throat> Formella went the distance with uh, Sean Porter, didn't he? And uh, he went in there and he boxed his head off. And that was the first time I ever looked at Conor Ben and thought, oh, fuck me, he can actually box as well. He's a decent boxer. But then since then, this monster Granados, Jordan, Adrian Granados. Yeah, like like he, he can box, but so I feel like going forward, this not it's not a stigma, but this um, monster that he, he's saying that he is. If you're going to go in the ring and think you're going to take everyone's head off, like you are going to get battered and taken to school. Because let me tell, you, I think Josh Kelly plays with him. I felt like there was times where he's going in and he's just staying in and he's there to be hit because that Dobson weren't good enough. He couldn't really hit him. Going back in straight lines with his head wide open. And any other fighter better than Dobson, <clears throat> they'll throw a faint. As you like, flick back, they're just going to put it on you. Just go in. And then, you know, if you're going back with your head up, wide up in the air, they're going to take you out. But my, my, my thing is this with Conor Ben is that no one likes someone that is ducking and diving. And I feel like there is a way in boxing that everybody likes, and that's go and clean out the domestic level, win the British title, win the Commonwealth, win the European, and go the proper route. Like, Dan Aziz had done. Everyone like was high on Dan Aziz, right? We're going to get all to that in a minute. I think where Conor Ben ain't done that, and all these fights, catch weight, going up to fight Chris Eubank, Adrian Broner, like digging him up, and like all these fights and that, and then oh, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. I think the main boxing fans are just like, oh, for fuck's sake, like just give me a proper fight. So I want to see, his next fight has to be a proper fight for me. Yeah. It has to be. I think for me, because he's kind of, gone around that kind of British British title scene and European title scene. We haven't seen him go up the levels, have we? And if you want to think about it this way, I suppose who's his best opponent that he's been in with? Vargas? Yeah. So he hasn't really gone up to no, the levels. No, but this, levels, is, this yeah. is what I'm... Let me let unload this clip. This is what I'm trying to say, Char. I don't think, and I don't think... I'll speak for Kai as well. I don't think Dobson's a great fighter, but I also don't think 
Conor Benny's. And what I'm trying to say to you is that what people are sick of is all these different fights at catchweight. And like Kai just outlined, like some of the, the, the fighters he'd fought and the knockouts that they've been involved in. So it's like, how good is Conor Ben? Or he's been match made perfectly with all these fighters that are coming towards the end of the career. As you say, Vargas, he'd been knocked out four times. So it's almost like an illusion what you're watching. But when you look at a fighter that's gone at a British, uh, won a British title, you're like, fucking mm. hell. Like, let's see who wins that award in v Fraser Clark. Think, right, that, that tells you a lot. I know that's, is that for the British title? But you know what I'm saying? You know, you see like a British title fight, you see a European title, you think, right, now he's ready. Then all of a sudden, Josh Kelly steps up, fights Avenition. I think that was for the European title. <coughs> got found out. <coughs> think, oh, right, you're not quite at that level. We don't know any of this for Conor Ben. Then in the background, you fail two drugs tests, then you get cleared by UCAD. But everyone out there just wanted to know, why did you fail the drug test? Can you just let us know? Was it the eggs? Yeah. Was it wild boar meat? Whatever the fuck it was, people just wanted to know the answer to that. And they never brought out the evidence for that. And like I said last week, it's a good point, Simon Jordan, who's uber critical of, you know, Conor Ben, Matram, and the whole way it's been dealt with, he said he sat down with Conor Ben in the Dorchester and said, you know what, he made some really good points and I hope it comes out in the wash. So it's like whatever it is they've got, whatever evidence it is, if they just threw that out in the public domain, I think it would squash all of this stuff on Twitter and social media, what their opinions of Conor Ben. And that fight there is exactly the name that I think he should be in with next. And it will tell us everything we need to know. Avanesian. I like the Josh Kelly Why fight as well, been? but Avanesian on the basis that he beat Josh Kelly, I want to see him in there with, him, with Avanesian. You're talking about Haney's, you're talking about Javante Davis, you're talking about Adrian Broner. I'm not interested in Adrian Broner. You'll smash into pieces, but... He won't, won't beat win Haney. a round he, off Haney. Yeah, Conor Ben won't beat Haney. I don't think he beats Tank. Yeah, exactly. I need to see him in there with Avanesian, and that'll tell me everything I need to know. He's trying to fight Spence as well. Fucking hell. It's delusional. No. You're not ready for Errol Spence. You're not ready for these Do type of fighters. Do you think he's got and... like all yes-men around him, though? Do you think he believes this? Yeah, of course. Do you think Tony Sims believes he, he can beat Haney? I don't know, mate. I would like, look, I'd like to think people are in his ear roll. Well, they've got an advantage in terms of weight, haven't they? But yeah, maybe they're relying on power. Maybe they think Haney's never been at that weight and he won't Javonte be able to take Davis, you heard it here. I think this, right? Javonte Davis plays possum and he just walks him onto something and just cleans him completely out. That's what he does. But, but listen, listen, yeah, I want to just say this though. Like, I'm not trying to justify the two failed drugs tests by what I said earlier on. Like, a lot of people are saying he's lost his power but you just got to look at his record. I know Adi Oladipo mentioned it. I watched Adi's videos. I think he's brilliant as well. He mentioned it on one of one of these videos. He said he don't knock out everybody. If you look at his record, he doesn't. He didn't knock out for Miller. He didn't knock out Granados. Granados ran around the ring a little bit. Didn't knock out, uh, you know, Orozco who was juiced up. Didn't knock out Dobson. So, yeah. but what I, what I'll say is this: is that as I say that with Conor Ben, I feel like it's a little bit of a circus at the moment with the type of fights that he's having. And I just hope now it ain't Adrian Broner. I, I, like, I, yeah. I want to see a proper, legit test. Like, you know, like Cavalascus, Avenician, like, like the Barrios fight. If he fights Barrios, I'm not like, don't bother me that much. I just want to see him fight a welterweight fighter. Like, Eddie Hearn seems to be begging Chris Eubank Jr. Like, just what's going on there? Yeah, that's it's a, a bit, bit much. Have you ever a seen a promoter much, like beg yeah, a fighter I don't to like fight that. his fight? Like I've never that. seen that as, as, as much. It's obviously there's a lot of money on the table there, and they've built it so much. But I don't know. I just want to see Conor Ben fight a legit welterweight. Where if he beats him, I go, oh, well, I, that's where I rate Conor Ben at the moment. But at the minute, I don't really know where to put him. 
because I ain't seen him in legit tests. Yeah. Does that make sense? It's hard to know what to do next. Yeah. Avanesian, isn't it? Avanesian or Josh Kelly, and then we'll know. But uh, anyway, moving on to um, the undercard of that, we'll just uh, we'll just uh, skim through it a little bit. But yeah, I thought um, Austin Williams, he looked fucking blind. Yeah, he looked absolutely blind. Yeah, he's a he? he's a problem at the middleweight in he's the middleweight division. He's a so problem. Is that, for uh, Khalil Co. Yeah, yeah, he's good. They're man. all good, mate. He's, he's good. got a good little roster over there in 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 the states. He's got. A, he's picked up a re, signed a really good bunch of fighters, um, Eddie Hernandez. So yeah, and uh, big future for those guys. And of course, the Romford Bowl, a stellar performance. God. I wish it had gone on a little bit longer. I know the guy would have been knocked out. I'm not saying it would have been a good thing had it gone on longer. However, I wanted to see it go on longer purely because, and again, it's not the right thing to have happen, but because of what David Adelaide did to him. I think Johnny was about to do the same and it would have just made the narrative just a tiny bit better for me. But anyway, he got the knockout within one round and, uh, and yeah, he, he, I mean, he don't tell us much because we only had fucking two minutes to look at him, but still he looked good. And, um, what do you reckon? One more fight and then David Adelaide, or are we going straight into David Adelaide? Next. 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 We next in Yeah. It. Five V five. He's, he's headlining in April the 13th. Apparently, Johnny Fisher. We've got to um, go, mate. Which is going to be we great. We've got to go, man. I really, I really oh, want to go. I'd love to go. I love yeah, Rumbles of the uh, Royal Abbott Hall, isn't it? That's, that's, that's getting... Oh, that's even that's better. Me, that's even better. A little... You wanted to wear a suit last week, guy. There you go, son. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I don't know about suit, but yeah, yeah. a little blazer, maybe. I'll say if he's, if he's headlining on April the 13th, that's not going to be David Adelaide, then, is it? No, nah, no. Okay, nah. so it'll be probably October. I, I'm okay with one more for Johnny because he ain't done many rounds. To be fair, yeah, but you can go April, Unc. April thirteenth, June the first. They're talking about doing the five v five. So April, one more, give him a bit more of a you know a bit more of a test. If he only does two rounds, there, he's he ready to go in June. I, I was in. Oh, he I was in. Yeah. I feel like he's got. You know, like I think the first time I see Johnny Fisher, he was definitely a bit raw and like falling in on his punches. And sometimes, you know, like a novice, they don't have their feet under them when they're throwing punches and that. They get a bit excited. But I'm telling you, his feet were planted. I thought his movement was well, like moving in. And I'm telling you now, well, I ain't just saying it, right? Because he's coming as well. I'm telling you now, his right hand is fucking accurate, boy. It's like a pistol. He yeah. couldn't move. Like, where he was swinging that right hand, like behind the guard, just found a home for it every time. So he's got super accurate um, backhand. So, yeah, mate, I'm on the train, mate. He, the he's way. got power as well. He's got power, man. I know he's still a novice in a way because he didn't get the amateur background, but he's blessed with power. And when you, you look at the fucking, you look at their faces, everyone he's fought, you look at their faces when they're getting one in the body. They're like, fucking, oh, I felt like they're fucking taking a shit. It looks like they're in severe pain. So, um, brilliant. And you know what you said there, Runk, about him not having an amateur background? I think sometimes that's a good thing for a pro fighter. They pick up different habits as an amateur point scoring. Johnny just wants to get in there and take your head, clean off your shoulders. Yeah. And I thought we could have finished it earlier, even though I finished in the first round. He was just hitting him hard, weren't he, in that first round, just putting everything into all the shots. And I think he stepped off. There was a little moment where he stepped off. He wanted to show us a little bit of sort of defensive uh, movement as well. He stepped off, showed a bit of good head movement, this distance control. And then when he stepped on the gas again, I thought his shot variation 
massively improved from what I'd seen pr- uh, previous to that. So obviously doing the work in the gym, stay with Mark Tibbs. Don't even think about me leaving Mark Tibbs. That's a match made in heaven there. And uh, some of these, you say the right hand, John, he's left up to the body as well from, from mid range. I thought was vicious. He hits both. He's hard with both hands. Yeah. And I'm, th- I'm telling you now, he's a problem for anyone in a, uh, domestically over here. I include Fabio Wardley in that as well, by the way. Yeah. I think he's a problem for anyone. They sparred a lot of rounds, them too, so they'll know each other. Yeah, as well. yeah, yeah man. British, the British heavyweight scene is alive and kicking. Say like we say it on this channel, and that it don't matter if you fucking lose. Do you come to fight? Do you entertain the fans? And be interested to see what happens with Fabio Wardley, Fraser Clark. As you say, the loser of that, he's got options. David Adelaide, he lost to Fabio Wardley. He's got options. You say uh, Moses Atoma, Johnny Fisher. Solomon yeah, Dakers is floating about as well. Get fighting each other. It's like it's loads of good little British dust-ups mm. there. Do you know it would have been a good fight for Johnny next? But I think he's serving a drug ban. That's Sokolowski. Yeah, see, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That would have been a sort of, um, just a stepping stone, wouldn't it? I'm sure he'd have won, but he would have uh, given him some good experience anyway. And yet again, maybe a Gorman, they have maybe mentioned, a Nathan Gorman. They did mention Adelaide in the ring though afterwards. Like, yeah. I think that's going to happen. Everyone's talking about it. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's brilliant, isn't it? It's perfect. It's like back to the old Joshua Dillian White sort of time, isn't it? And, look, like, and let's be real, like he needs to fight someone that's like, there's a threat coming back that's going to have to make him think yeah. before we froze and that. So like, let's like jump out of that fantasy world and then you know exactly oh, where no, you no, are no, with Johnny Fisher. But, yeah, I mean, I'm all on board, mate. Bosh. We're all on board the ball train. Right then, let's go over to Buatzi Aziz, and I'm going to do this arse upwards. Ben Whitaker. Yeah, boy. Get in there, my boy. I'm on the train. I'm on the train. <laughs> I fucking love the cunt. He is blinding. <laughs> I was pissing my pants. Pissing oh, my pants mate. and ting, I was. Uh, I fucking love it. Kai, you got a snooty like old look on your face. You can't deal with it, bruv, can you? You're like the supply teacher who's got a fucking student in front of him dancing about your thinking, will you fuck off, Ben? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what you two are? You two are like when you're in school and you get some cocky kid in the classroom and you're just like looking up at him yeah. with adoring eyes. I'm exactly he's like acting that. acting a fool. That's how you are. And then I'm you're exactly in the background like that. and the skeezers out there, you know, at the front acting a complete fool and you're just loving it. Yeah, I that's fucking love cheerleaders. it. Cheerleaders. Viral clips, brilliant. boy. Viral. What is the ref? What what is the ref doing? Getting involved in it though. You're gonna say, Kai, you Kai, you're gonna say, Oh, I think the ref should have fucking stepped in sooner. I disagree, man. Why is the ref getting involved in that? Like, what what's wrong? Surely I don't get why he's getting involved. Go on, you lot have your say because I'm. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'll just say that like, 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 in terms of Ben Whitaker, I say this he's he's unbelievable. It's I, I, like you can only say what you see, right? What I'm going to do is this. I'm going to separate the fact that he battered a 41-year-old farmer, right? <laughs> right? I'm going to separate that. The 41-year-old but farmer that, that. that went all the way with Dan Aziz. Right, okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to separate that, right? The thing is this. I did just actually say this. Oh, I'm trying to finish <laughs> when you're fighting someone and there's no threat about what's coming back, he's smaller, smaller reach, he could read him. Everything was telegraphed. Like, the geezer ain't got no power. He's 41. Like, so, put all that to one side. All this is, is I'm building my profile. I want everybody to know who I am and enjoy me going to work and create art. The way he moves around the, 
ring. Create That's what art. it is. The way he moves around the ring. Hell. On his Create left side, art. on his right side, the way he throws his hooks, his straight punches, his hell. movement. Like, everything he does in there Pirouettes. is unbelievable. For his height, his size, the power that he's got. He's, I'm telling you now, right? If he can hold a shot, right, and he's gas tank, and he's got a gas tank, he's, win he's winning multiple world titles. Multiple. Multiple world titles. You don't think you're getting a bit of uh, I know yourself, what I mate. see. I, I'd say he might be if yeah. he's chinny and he can't oh, hold a shot. I'm on the train. He'll get found out. I heard Peter Fury the other day saying defensively, you know, he goes back with his head up in the air in like sometimes in straight lines. He'll get found out if he does that at the top level. But he's not at the top level. So I think just enjoy it because he's just trying to build it's not his at any level. It's not at any level. Fighting bin men. What are you talking about? He's not a bin man. He's a farmer. Oh, you are getting way too carried away. Oh, a farmer then. Fucking hell. Boat driver. Fuck it. I don't know. Boat rider, next? Circus act. So you think like all that's art, hopping on one leg and doing pirouettes Mate, and this fucking is an triple salcos. Sport. This is an entertainment sport. Right. You you might, like, this is the thing, right? The we know about fighters that don't say nothing, got no character and all yeah, that. It's, it's it. fucking yeah. gone viral. We've got basketball players fucking retweeting this shit. Oh, I can go viral and all. I can go out in the street, pull a Mooney... And get my fucking son to film it, stick it on TikTok. That'll go okay. viral. All right, exactly. that, all right, Kyle, I've got to stop you there. So what do you want to watch? Do you want to watch Ben Whitaker? Okay, he fought, he fought a farmer. All right, but do, if you put him in there with someone of, say, British British scene, do you want to watch Ben Whitaker in there with someone British scene and doing all them showboating, dancing about, making if a twat of himself? Against... Hold on, hold on. Do you want to watch that? Do you want to watch Ben Whitaker, as I said, British scene? Or do you want to watch... Um, I don't know. Give me a boring fight. <laughs> I'll tell you. Or, right. or do you want to give you a boring fight? Or, 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 Davis. Shakur Stevenson versus fucking Peter Dobson. I know. There you, you go. Yeah, go on. There you go. Well, there you go. What do you want to watch? All right. So listen. So all right. Everyone's look. Everyone's getting a bit carried away, in my opinion. Oh, Let well, me just say this right. Ben Whitaker is an incredible fighter, right? Silver medalist. That question. No, I will. I'll come back to the question. Politician, boy. What was the question again? <laughs> I said, do you want to watch He's Ben like... Whitaker flashing about in a British scene fight or do you want to watch uh, Peter Dobson versus Shakur Stevenson? Let me, let me say what I'm going to say and the, the answer to your question will be in with what I'm oh, saying. He sounds like right? fucking Rishi so Sunak, this geezer, man. <laughs> right, it will be. The answer will be in there. Hancock. The... the... <laughs> Just take away the hand, yeah? <laughs> okay, no. look, all right, so look, the ring walk starts, and I'm like, all right, there's no ballerinas, there's no pole vaulters. I'm in, right? He's got the rapper there, and he's dancing along with him. I'm thinking, this is good. It's toned down a bit, right? Gets in the ring. It's not too much so far. Gets in the ring, looks a million dollars. You know, as we say, brilliant fighter, silver medalist, all that. I'll come to all that. The fight starts. He's got his hands up. He's got his guard up. I'm thinking, all right, he's showing a bit of respect. He's landing his shots and he's slipping and sliding and showing his incredible box, boxing skills to the world. So I'm all in. I'm thinking, right, he's taken everyone's advice. He's listened to the powers that be. He's gone on social media. He's thinking, you know what? I want to be adored by the fans. I don't want to be the most hated boxer out there. Because at the moment, you go on social media, 95% of people want to see him flattened. And that's, I, I, don't, I don't care what you what you say. Yeah, I know you don't because you're always the fucking minority, right? <laughs> Minorityist, boy. For, <laughs> for me, you can do this career, be flash and be a showman, but you don't have to do what you're doing. And midway through the second round, right, he slipped the shot 
and he'd done this pirouette on his feet, like, just spun around for nothing. There was no one near him, right? The referee's gone, oh, don't do that. Firstly, you're not supposed yeah, to turn well, your back on a fighter. Punch so that's, back of his head, that's an yeah, offence. Yeah. That's, that's yeah, offence. Okay. You're not allowed to slap fighters on the top of their head <laughs> like he's a little boy. That's what I was saying. You're not allowed to have a Fucking hell, mate. You know who he is? You know when you're having a party and then the neighbour knocks you on your door? Can you fucking keep it down in there? That's fucking you, mate. Party poop. That's not me. Just let me finish. Let me finish, right? So what he was doing in the first two rounds, for me, the showboating comes by your boxing skill. Lower your hands. Like Muhammad Ali did in the corner against that, that heavyweight. I can't remember his name. And he likes, he's wiggling his hips and he's avoiding all the shots. He was doing that. He was showing his... Showing his skills, he was showboating through his boxing skill, not hopping on one leg, jumping up and down and doing fucking triple cherry loops. It's a in new the air age, and new things. Open dogs like, be like, done. It's not new, no. And then oh, people draw comparisons to Nassim, right, with this whole thing. I'm telling you, Nassim was nothing like they didn't oh, do all fucking that. worse. Fucking spinning around and no, no, he didn't. Go watch Nassim's fights. He used to embarrass you with his boxing skill. He used to make you miss in the pocket like the fucking Matrix. Then he'd make you pay, and then he'd wiggle his hips. It's like there's a way to do this. He did do a bit what you're of that doing bench. by hopping on one leg, bit. he don't like what he was doing in the first two rounds. I was thinking, yes, this is it. Now you've hit the Goldilocks conditions. But then he just fucking ruined it in the last fucking All right, look, back look, end of it. And I was look, like, okay, I can't watch it. This is the real nuts and bolts <laughs> of it, though. Is I love it. Who the f- who do they match him with now? Who do they match him with? Because. I don't want to see him against another forty-one-year-old farmer. He needs to be. He, he, what are they going to keep no, doing? He's, in got, there, John. he's got to go he's, in there with someone now. Someone, but he's boxer's fucking thing now. He's he's the one sending all the audience to boxer. No one else is the main event. Like we'll talk about that. That was br- a brilliant fight, by the way. But he's the one that they're relying on. So they're going to keep feeding him this fucking these shitty fighters in order to build his profile, build, build his record. And he even said afterwards, "I was fighting the ref more than him." To just get in there and fucking fight, showboat a little bit and get out. All right. I'll throw a name over to you. They're two more than wait. <laughs> there are two markets here, right? There are massive markets, right? There are are you gonna be adored by the fans? Are you loved like you were when you come out of the Olympics, you won a silver medal and the whole fucking country was behind you? Massive market. Or are you gonna be the other one where you're the pantomime villain and everyone wants to see you get chinned? Huge market. But for me. I can't. I can't imagine that a world where an Olympian with a silver medal wants to go down that road. I think he's doing it wrong. I think he's going to harm his brand. I think down the line, who's going to want to buy his t-shirt if everyone wants to see him get oh, chin? Right, can who's I say want something? To let me, say, let me respond to that point. Right? Did Anthony Joshua do it? Because it was comparisons that, like the Olympics. That did Anthony Joshua come out and do it the right way? Hundred percent. Well, they can't the... win then because everybody is split down the middle. Some people like Anthony Joshua, some people don't. So it don't matter what you do. You're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. Look at all the endorsements, John. He was on TV loads. every two He'll minutes. Get loads endorsements. Fucking Under Armour. You think they're yeah. all, you yeah. think all the, all the yeah. brands You ain't watching social media then. He's, it's toxic on nah, there about him. Mate, Everyone wants to be toxic on there, man. Ah, uh, you're fucking delusional, right. son. I right. I'll, I'll give you a delusion. name. I'm all over it. Uh, this is who I think he should fight next. How about a Shaq and Pitters? How about that fight? Yeah, I was going to say that. Or what about Shaq and Pitters or Carol Toomer? Yeah, 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 yeah. If he goes up the levels and does that, 
I might, I might change my tune a little. Do you know bit. what he, he does? Just that feel to like, the pair of them. I bet you he does. I bet you he does. does I bet you any money now. Every fight we see of him, he's I bet it. he's doing that showboating because he he started, he started a little he started a little not a trend but he started a little fire. People are talking about him, so he's just going to keep on doing it. He's going to make a fortune, yeah. And he's getting people talking about him. He's entertaining. Some people love it. Some people hate it. But even if he did no showboating. People would still love him. People would still hate him. But he's going to get untold opportunities out of this. He is just this. He's a star. And Possible. Superstar. I think he's brilliant. He's brilliant. I there's no, there's no denying his skill set. There's I know no yeah. denying say, how look, good I'm, he is. I'm with you. But I say, when no you take it, he's a fucking incredible fighter. old farmer that he's doing it to. It's like, I know what you're saying. I feel your pain, bro. That's like me going to my son's school. I'm going to an 11 year old. Come and sit, come in, sit. <laughs> and just dancing around him and giving him a couple of slaps. That's the same thing. <laughs> or picking up, going to the old nurse's home around the corner and picking an 80 year old to come out and giving him a few slaps. It's the same thing. Like, Levels. These people are not you on your level. Like, if you're going to showboat, as I say, use your reflexes and skill set to showboat. Wiggle your hips a little bit. But all the other stuff, sorry, ain't for me. It mate. just needs just that they need to just match him with someone that can hold a shot, can you know slip a few shots, ain't going to react to every fucking muscle fibre that twitches uh, from Ben Whitaker. Someone who's going to actually put it on him. They just need to match him right. But like you know, you have got Lyndon Arthur there. Like let, let let's see if he can do that to Lyndon Arthur. Like, do you know what I mean? Like there's, there's fighters there that, that he can fight in in that scene. Shall we segue into Adam Azim now? Go on. Let me say about Adam Azim because. I'm watching Adam Azeem and he segues into it beautifully. Some things, remember last week I said, just not excited about him. Four rounds in, I'm like, I know exactly why I'm not excited about you, man. It's just so frustrating to watch. It's this Shane McGuigan style. And if he's not careful, he's sitting there, great feet, great reflexes. As soon as that Paulson stepped in, bang, he's out of range, one. Out of range, one. Maybe a one, two. It's all he threw was ones and ones twos. There was no really close the distance, getting in there, throwing combinations. Well, there you go, I know. You? So it's just like, I'm watching he need, him. He needs to start, no, there you go. He needs to start pirouetting, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. Triple, triple no, salto. Like, if, if, on a serious <laughs> note, if Adam Azim is not careful, he's going to turn into the Shaka Stevenson of the UK. He really is. And I'm not, I'm, oh, I'm throwing it down now. Listen, Boxing's all about opinions. Boxing's all, <laughs> boxing is all about opinions, right? And I'm entitled to my opinion, but I'm going to stick my stake in the ground. You crack I'm on, stick bro. stick my stake you in the ground on, and I'm going to say, nah, Adam Azim is not the guy. He ain't the guy. They're high on him over at Sky Sports. And I, I know everyone is high on him. I'm, what I'm seeing, I just see, I see a few little mistakes there. Going in, leaving his head there. If that Paulson had a pulse, right? He would have caught Azim clean a few times. He didn't. Don't go in there for enough combinations. Just sitting on the outside. Ones, twos, counter-punching. Bore me fucking later, man. Anyway, so I'm not high on Adam Azim, and I don't think he's the guy. I what, think Dawson Smith um, beats him. I really do. What do you think about the celebration? Because if you're going to have a go at Ben Whitaker for doing all this fucking stupid... Fair enough. All this stupid stuff... And then Adam Azim, when his opponent loses by putting his shoulder out... He's I don't fucking... think he knew... I think he came out and apologised after. One thing I like, when he... Oh, did he? he? Okay, fair enough. I was about to say that, yeah. He did, he said he didn't know. He sat on the apron after, and he said, they said, like, about how do you think the fight went? And he goes, to be honest with you, I've had harder spars. I thought, that was quite good. 
Like, that's a little bit controversial. I think we need a bit more of that. Uh, I mean, most people probably wouldn't like that, but I quite like it. So, I don't know. I'm I'm not sold on his style. I'm not sold on the whole machine behind Adam Azim at the moment. I need more. I need more combinations. I need someone to get in there and unload your clip, unload your punches. But listen, I've got to say, I've got to say I disagree um, with what you said there because if you looked at the face-off as well, he's going... He's going to Paul and he's going, I'm going to, I'm going to hit you there and I'm going to hit you there. I'm going to clean you out there or there. So he's got a bit of trash talking about him. I think he gets it. I think he's young and he's working on it. Um, so I'm, I'm not giving up hope on Adam, Adam Azim at all. I'm, I'm not. I feel like there's a, there's a lot to like there. There's a lot to work with. He's young, European champion. And um, I, th- I don't think, I thought Paulson was, what well, didn't really come Shit. to fight. Just didn't really it. come to fight. Shit. And I feel like, no, he wasn't great, but, you know, you could tell he was, he, he was schooled. He'd been boxing. They said it on the commentary. He'd been boxing since he was fucking four or something like that. So he definitely knew what he was doing in there. And um, I'm going to save the rest of what I'm going to say to where we do the uh, the Mick Hennessy section. Okay. Buatzi Aziz. How anyone thought Dan Aziz would win that fight is fucking beyond me. <laughs> Fuck up. <laughs> you fucking melt. Uh, all, right, all right, let me go first then, because I did pick Dan Aziz. Um, I thought he fought the wrong fight. I thought he was too slow to start. I thought when he did get into trade-offs, I thought it was it was interesting. It's just that weren't enough of it. He was he was waiting too long and he was letting Boatsy go first a lot in the exchanges. You know, you get these moments in fights, am I gonna go first? Am I gonna slip and counter? And I feel like that, you know. He just didn't, he just, I think he's going to wake up the next day and regret a few things, Dan Aziz, in terms of how he performed. Because up to six rounds, I gave him two, possibly three rounds. I thought he was pretty close. And then back end of the fight, Boatsy just walked away with it. But he just fought the wrong fight. At mid-range, he was just not as good. He's not as quick. And um, he weren't listening to Buddy McGirt in the corner as well. Thought the instructions were spot on by Buddy McGirt. And I feel like, He's going to have a few regrets when he wakes up, Dan Aziz, because I think he could have made that more competitive if he would have just if he would have just stepped on it a bit more. I know he's probably trying to preserve his gas tank going into the latter latter stages of the fight, but there were just too too many moments where he just he was still and he weren't doing much, and I think that's what cost him the fight eventually. Essentially, cost him the fight. But Boatsy was good as well, so you got. Got to give credit to Boatsy. And you know what? I will say this and I'll leave it. And you two can say what you want. You can dig me out. I know a lot of the viewers are probably in it or listeners are dig me out as well for picking Aziz. But I mean, I weren't the only one. A lot of people picked Aziz. But I think both of these gentlemen, credit to the sport. How many men yeah. out there have got fucking degrees for a start? I think Johnny Fisher's got one. But how many other fighters have chose this when they could have gone down a professional route in their, in their lives and earned money in a different way? Complete credit to the sport, the way they the way they embraced each other at the end, telling them they love each other and all that. Because that's what this sport does, you know. You, you're you're naked and bare in that ring. Uh, anything you feel or or any emotions going through your body, man, that just all comes out at the end. So yeah, I, I think both of them are big, big credit to the sport. Johnny B, going on about the degree, as he started fighting at university, which is fucking amazing. Madness. Crazy, crazy story. Yeah, I I looked at it like this. I was watching the fight and I thought, at times, I thought, this just looks like a sparring session. That's what it looked to me. And um, I feel that Bawatsi's a level above Aziz and I think that showed throughout the whole fight. 
I just think that I even think that he was in fourth gear. Boatsy, if I'll be honest with you, I think there's another gear in Boatsy, and I think because it's his mate, I thought he didn't really want to go for the kill, and I, you could see that in the last round yeah. where I think he had him but, wobbled a yeah. little bit in the last well thirty spotted. seconds. He didn't really put his foot down, and I think throughout the fight, I mean, there's a lot of hands gestures like "come on, let's go" and all that. But like, don't get me wrong, they're both in there to win the fight, but you know that weren't like you know, a vicious fight where someone's trying to take someone's head off. And I think Boatsy's well, got that in him. So I think there's a bit of a, a matey uh, fight going on there. But I agree. Look, both credit to the sport. Um, and ultimately, I mean, it's left me with questions with Boatsy because I think he is that guy. I am quite high on Boatsy in myself. I, I like what I see, but I don't know. Has he got the power? don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Does he beat Cannon Smith? Does he beat Anthony Yard? I don't know. He definitely don't. To be a yard beats both. Don't beat Bivol, but um, there's a few little question marks there, and it goes back to the as he had that fight. Is it, where's that fight where you know exactly where Bawatsi is, and that fight we need to have that fight next. But guess what? We ain't going to get the yard fight next because yard's going to be involved in the five uh, v five in Saudi, right? So that's that's yard done. He's out of the equation. So there's going to be one more fight before he gets to yard, which might be at Christmas, right? Who's that going to be? Now, I was looking through the rankings. Callum Smith's probably going to be tied up with Anthony Yard if they get that fight on. Bivol's going to be tied up with Betabiev. So, there's a guy there called Grostick, right? He's only lost one fight. He, he lost that fight to Betabiev. He was out of the ring for a couple of years. He's been back now. He's had a couple of fights. Unbelievable amateur record. He's a puck of fight. I think he's ranked like four or something like that in uh, or two in one of the governing bodies. So, I think they might put that fight. And if they do that fight... I'll, I'll be happy with that. But anyone else, I ain't really happy. I want to see him actually in a meaningful fight. As for Aziz, before I hand it over, the perfect fight for Dan Aziz, not Ben Whitaker, don't want to see that. Dan Aziz v. Lyndon Arthur, that's the next fight for that boy. I think he deserves another big fight. And then the winner of Lyndon Arthur and Dan Aziz, you're back in there. There's all these light heavyweights flying around. So all in all, I thought it was a great show as well. I thought it was a great show they did there. Yeah, I totally agree, John. I really do. Um... I thought he looked good, Buatsi, and uh, he had, he took the fight as I thought he would take it, and he was keeping Aziz at bay. He was keeping him at some range, but I thought he looked quite spiteful in there as well. Big fudding shots, and um, yeah, it was good to see. It was everything I expected going forward. Is it enough in that fight, what he produced there, to take on the very big boys, the Bivols of this world? Probably not. Um, but you're right, he did back off a little bit in the last round as well. So uh, maybe there is more in the tank. Um, and I was also impressed that he was as good as he was with the shit show that he's been up against for the past yeah. couple of years. With all that mm. Mazamajid stuff, Eddie Earn, I predicted that it would have an effect on him, but it didn't look like it did at all. So he's obviously put that to the back of his mind. And he was, um, yeah, he was spot on in terms of uh, his head in the game. So uh, fair play to him. I thought it was a very good performance. So would you reckon, boys, you've got one fight left with Boxer. What does he do after this? Does he stay with Boxer or does he go go maybe go over to Queensbury? I don't think Eddie's going to have him back and try and get him get involved with with the double excellent turkey, the saviour of boxing himself. What does he do? Well, yeah, he doesn't go back to Matchroom. I think that that is severely severed, that tie there. Possibly goes to Queensbury. Possibly. But... Maybe he feels like he's got a good thing going on at Sky. And now that, um, you know, you've got 
who you got? Billum Smith is basically the face of Sky Sports Boxing, isn't he? Now, because it was supposed to be a Coley. A Coley's out the window. So in a way, another really stellar performance from Buatzi, mm. and he becomes the face of boxing. So he's king of the roost, isn't he? So why would he go over to Queensbury and then be in amongst the pack? The only It all depends on if he thinks that Ben Shalom can, at the end of the day, get him the fights that he wants to have. He's a, he just won the final eliminator, so that's going to get called after the, the undisputed yeah. fight. So regardless of who he fights with, maybe he stays put and Sky Sports stick it on a pay-per-view event and that's how he gets his money. It's got to be it. It's got to be it. It was a great it? event. It, it looked great on the TV. It was a great event. I thought the crowd, like the, the South London Massive were there, like the crowds were, were good. And uh, I mean, yeah, why, why would he go anywhere else? I mean, if they can get him the big fights, as you say, I think, I think, I said it in the last show, I think Bawatsi's calculated. I think he knows he ain't beating better behave. I think he knows he ain't beating Bivol. And I think he's just thought, you know what? Let them two duke it out. Let them retire. And then what's my competition when they retire? I think he's just sat tight there. I really do think that's his play. And I think once them two go, he's in amongst it. He could win a world title. He could be in some amazing fights. He could spearhead Sky Sports over there. He really could. Yeah. Oh, is that is that Johnny B giving Ben yeah. Sean a bit of fucking credit over there, son? Fucking hell, my hallucinating right now. And I'll say it is that yet again, no. I just said it a minute ago. He needs to be in a meaningful fight. What, name me the meaningful fight he's been in. So how can you be the face of Sky yeah. Sports? We ain't in a meaningful yeah. fight because if you are, no, but that's what I'm saying. The next that fight is going to be the telling tale. That fight fell through. That was that was the kick yeah. killer. When he was going to fight, now's Blasoff, the time to anyway. go. You've had all yeah. these fights now, as you say. This is the time to go now. But what they're going to say is it happens all the time, Boxy. Oh, these two are tired up. We can't do that. He's over there, blah, blah. Around the time, what? We're going to have to fight this. Well, that Grostick's there. If you go and beat him, you've got my respect because that geezer can fight. He's a really good fighter. Okay. So, uh, as well, it was a very good event. It was a very good show by Sky. Fair play. Credit where credit is due. And we got announced Wardley versus Clark. About fucking time as well. So, early prediction, boys. And uh, and as a whole, what are we saying on the Ben Shalom movements lately? Uh, three British title fights being announced. Uh, he hasn't announced the rest of them yet, but we've got Wardley Clark. What do you reckon? Taylor Catchell coming up. And then Billum Smith and Reactpour is on the way as well. So, what are you thinking about Ben Shalom these days, Johnny B? I'm thinking he's doing all right. I think he's doing all right. I mean, yeah. Well, do you know what he has? Yeah. He must have realised. Yeah, yeah, that was through gritty teeth, wasn't it? He <laughs> that fucking hurt, yeah. didn't it? He's obviously You realized... know he's got a stress ball in his right hand there. You can't see the old stress ball he's squeezing that shit. <laughs> oh, back credit credit. He's obviously realised He's obviously realised that they're absolutely killing it over in Saudi and the British scene is, you know, for the taking, isn't it? So he's trying to gobble it up. Do you know what I think? I think this is that... You pulled Fraser Clark out of the purse bids to fight Fabio Wardley because you didn't want that fight to go on the zone. So now we can all see, it's clear as day, it's because you wanted to get that fight on Sky. So now you've got what you wanted. And like this whole stuff with Akoli, you sort of tapped him up a little bit, the face of boxing. But Watsi, now all of a sudden, Eddie Earn's suing you because of that. So I just think Turkey Al Sheikh needs to maybe get Ben and Eddie in the room because it's no good for no one. Like, but what Aziz were making the ring walks the same time as Conor Ben and Dobson. Like, that ain't good for no one. Like, we've got to work together. Mm. Even if you don't want to be best friends, like, there's, surely there's business acumen in this where, look, guys, 
I'll rub your back, you'll rub my back. Let's do fights on different days. Now, it's better that we all get along here, surely, for the, for the good of boxing. Yeah, but fucking look how long it took Frank and Eddie to fucking start getting along. Eddie and Ben are five years away from sitting down having a fucking beer and, and a handshake. Have and you ever seen Tyson Fury look like a naughty little school kid? Look at Turkey on a shake sitting next to him like a naughty little school kid sitting there. This is what's going to happen. Yeah. He'd do that to any man, I'm telling you. <laughs> it makes boxing dreams come true. Listen, I, f- I thought it was I thought it was three really good fights. Unky made a brilliant point there. There's no one. Every, every, all Frank and Eddie are now concentrating on the Saudi cards, right? Someone can come in now and, and deliver us really good British shows, shows that we can all get dressed up, stick our whistles on and go and have a few beers and watch because, you know, the, the roster from Frank and Eddie here, right? It's not great, is it? So oh, that's all right. Dalton Smith's a paid arm. Yeah, I like that. But what Ben Shalom's come up with here is better. It's three much better headline fights. Billiam Smith, React Poor. I've already told you my thoughts on that. I think React Poor stops him. Um, Taylor Catchell is going to be fucking epic. It really is when that... When that when Do you reckon that it will head. be that one? Do you reckon the third one will be that one? It's got to be. It's got to be. I think they're just starting their... Jonas Price. The ...contract now. And um, and I think um, Fabio Wardley versus uh, Fraser Clark is, is an excellent fight. A bit too soon for Fraser. Right. Predictions then, Kaya. Bring it on. I think Fabio's too much for him. I think he's there's. Uh, I think you know as good as much as I like Fraser Clark, and I think he's a good fighter. Talks well. I think he's got a good career outside of boxing. I know that's disrespectful saying that. It's not supposed to come across like that, but he's not for anybody yet. Nobody. And when I have seen him fight, he's really under underwhelmed me. To be honest with you, it's just I've not been impressed at all by anything he's done in a boxing ring. And this is what I'm basing it on. It's not on anything else, it's on what I've seen so far as a professional. And Fabio, in my opinion, stops him. Johnny? Yeah, yeah. I sort of think the same. I sort of think the same thing. I, you know what, though? When you see them come together for the head, the head-to-head, it was like the head and head. Like, how big is Fraser Clark compared to Fabio Wally? He looked ginormous next to him. Um, yeah. Do you know what? He's got, obviously, all that amateur background. He's sort of fought, you know, under the big lights with all the pressure, you know, captain of the GB team and all that. So if, if he can hold a shot, I mean, it will be interesting because he's going to know his way around the ring. And, um, it, it, you know, if it goes to points, then who knows? So, yeah, I think it might be, if it all depends on can he hold a shot. That's what it comes down to. I've said this on here a million times. One of the most important things in boxing, because you fucking hold a shot and you know your way around the ring, you can slip a few shots and, yeah, you're good at counter-punching that. Who knows, man? Who knows? But, yeah, in my head, it's heavyweight boxing. Does he just get to him like he got to Adelaide and then knock him out? He's demonstrated he's got the power, the one-punch power. So, yeah, I lean towards Fabio. I do as well, yeah. Okay, so moving on to this weekend. Hamza Shiraz versus Liam Williams. An interesting fight, maybe a coming-of-age fight. It could be considered for Hamza Shiraz. And Anthony Yard will be on the undercard as well. A bit of Sam Noakes and Masood Abdullah. We love Masood over here. Uh, so, yes, boys, uh, Kyle, will come to you first. What do you think of the card? And, um, yeah, give us your thoughts as a whole, bro. Do you know what? I actually feel like it's a, it's a decent card. I'm really looking forward to it. Obviously, we had all the boxing last week. We had the, the Zone and uh, Sky Sports to choose from. So we're over to TNT and, and Queensbury this week. And I like it. Good domestic fights. Do you know what I mean? Um, the the main event, I think, will deliver. I really do. I feel like 
when we saw Hamza Shiraz against Bradley Skeet, I think that type of fighter that's quite slippery, I think it will always struggle against. But I think Liam Williams is going to be there to be hit. Going to be there to be hit. And Hamza Shiraz hits really, really hard. And um, I fear for Liam Williams in this fight, if I'm being honest with you. I can see him getting stopped in the middle rounds. I think he's just too brave, too game. And um, I think he's going to be walking onto shots. Good fighter, though, Liam Williams, but I just feel like his best days are behind yeah, him. Yeah, his day, yeah. Again, with the utmost respect. So um, I, c- I can see Hamza stopping him in the middle rounds. But I do like the Sam Noakes um, Sylvester fight. I'm, I'm really high on Sam Noakes, you know. I feel like out of the, the Frank Warren roster, I feel he's the one to keep an eye on uh, of all the uh, prospects that he's got. 12 fights, 12 wins, 12 KOs. And he's the WBC Silver International Champ. He's been that, he's held that WBC belt for three years. And I don't know if he pays Mauricio Suleiman any uh, fees for that, but I'm assuming there's some sort of cost to keep that belt. But you know, I was shocked to see, I looked at the ranking, he's not even fucking ranked. He's not ranked in the WBC, even though he's held a version of one of their belts for three years, which I find amazing. So I did a bit of research. I looked at the rank 15th fighter, right? His name's... Claudio Danef, an Argentinian fighter, South American. Typical, isn't it? Fucking Maurizio. His last fight was a win over eight rounds. Right? Won it on points. He lost three fights ago. And um, his record is, is nothing on it. It's all fights in Argentina. Yet he's ranked 15th in the fucking WBC ranking in, light, in the lightweight division. And Sam Noakes, who's got one of their belts, is, uh, yeah, is that- nowhere. Those WBC fucking, fucking international belts, I don't mean shit, I don't think. But yeah, Sam, he ain't won the British title yet. Like this, this. So Louis Sylvester, he won, he won the English uh, title, uh, vacant English title. And um, but yeah, Sam Noakes, he's 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 a quality little fighter, great character, uh, aggressive, like comes forward, he's got power. But um, what I want to see is him fight Gavin Gwynn. That'd be a good fight, and I know they're sort of earmarking that fight. They've had a few little little moments in a, in a press conference and that um, pretty cordial, but they're both more or less saying they're aggressive. They're going to come forward when they have a fight and that Mark Chamberlain. So there's a couple of fights for him to go. Now this is going to be his 12th fight, 13, 14, 15 fights in. He just needs to clear up that domestic uh, scene and let's see how good he is. Like going back to Hamza Shiraz and Liam Williams, I really like Hamza Shiraz. I think he's a quality fighter. I like the guy. I think he should be called the Milk Tray Man. I think that's what he looks like. <laughs> the Milk Tray Man. He's always got like a black uh, polo. Is it polo? No, roller neck uh, jumper on and all that. He's like dark hair and all that. He reminds me of the Milk Tray Man. But he is a lifelong <laughs> Arsenal fan, right? So I'm going to be a bit biased being an Arsenal fan. But uh, I like him. Six foot three, 75 inch reach, 18 and 0, 14 knockouts. And um, I think... Frank Warren is matched him really well so far, but yet again, this is like this is a good test for him now with Liam Williams. Um, he had a fight though with that Emmanuel Torres, and um, he got dropped, didn't he, in that fight? And uh, yeah, he just I think it was like inexperience where I think he threw a shot and then he just sort of fell in, you know, over his left leg, and then he's sort of a little bit square on. He just got caught, it's like a flat, flash knockdown, fell down on his ass, jumped back up. Heart, his bottle was tested, and he goes in, knocks uh, Torres down. And then he beats him well, Torres, but it just shows you he's a little bit wet behind the ears, got caught sort of square on, got dropped. But, yeah, he's got plenty of art, tall, rangy. He's got fast hands, great one-two, really, really hard ramrod jab. He dropped Torres with that uh, jab. By the way, I keep mentioning this Torres, because that Torres 
drew with Jose uh, Benavidez Jr. He's a good fighter. He went like 11 rounds with uh, Terence Crawford and he's been the distance with a few fighters, that Benavidez. So he's a decent fighter. So he drew with him. I'm just like gauging where uh, Hamza Shiraz is. But yeah, I like him. He throws his left hook lovely to the body. Um, yeah, and like, I think Liam Williams, I think he got dropped it and he twice by Chris Eubank Jr. from a jab. And I think that... Three times, I think. Yeah, and Hamza Shiraz has got an amazing jab. So don't be surprised if you see Liam Williams get dropped by a jab. Yeah. Uh, but I'll tell you what, Liam Williams, he's never been stopped. Uh, he got only time he got stopped was by Liam Smith, and that was a cut to the eye. But like, how long ago does that feel like that was? So, yeah, I mean, I like Hamza Shiraz. I think he could be big. I, do, I think he could be a, a good fighter. Um, yeah, and if he, if he wins this fight against Liam Williams, you know, we're talking... Could be fighting Felix Cash, Ammo Williams, maybe. Yeah, love that. Five, yeah. five, five, uh, five v five. I like, I like Hamza Shiraz. It just broke my heart when he fought Bradley That's Skeet. That's it. That's it. It broke my heart because fucking Bradley Skeet was beating him all the way, and then he was on the floor, and Hamza Shiraz dug him on the floor. Which I'm not blaming Hamza Shiraz because it's boxing yeah. and in the heat of the moment and whatnot. But the referee, I'm blaming. I, I think the referee was Steve Gray, Bold and he let it slide. He let it slide, mm. and um, Bradley couldn't get up. And uh, I just thought he deserved that Bradley Skeet to win that fight. He just deserved it because he he boxed so well, and it was such a shame. But do you know? Anyway, do you know what's Hamza Shiraz? Do you know showed his power? Do you know what's mad about that? Right, I was looking at Hamza Shiraz the other day. I knew he was going to do this pod, so I was just looking at some previous fights. And uh, you know the Bradley Skeet fight. You can't find that anywhere on YouTube. Yeah. So if you look at TNT, <laughs> yeah, really. they've right. got they've got all these different fights that he was in on TV, but they ain't got that fight. And obviously in that fight, he didn't look great. Hamza Shiraz, he couldn't deal with the movement and the speed of foot of Skeet. Um, but like to be fair, Skeet was going on about it after, and Frank Warren and Shiraz, they offered the immediate rematch, and then he, he didn't yeah. end up taking it. But I, yeah, I don't think he's fought since, has he? Nah. I think he retired after that, Skeet. Um, yeah, it was very controversial at the time. And I think you boys, I, I think I come on your channel at a time when uh, when that fight, the day after that fight, and uh, we were letting loose. We were like, fucking liberty. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, I was surprised that a lot of people have um, have chosen Hamza to stop Liam Williams early, sort of mid-rounds. Mid and I, I, I think Liam Williams is still tough enough. And as you say, he ain't been stopped other than the Liam Smith fight, has he? If that's correct. He just looked so chinny in that fight against, and then I just yeah, in he looked Eubank really, really fight, chinny. I agree. I still think he'll have he'll have a lot to take him into the late rounds. I think he might get stopped in the late rounds for himself. Um, Hamza Shiraz hits way too hard, younger, fresher, and as we say, Liam Williams on the way out. So um, yeah, I think um, a late stoppage for Hamza Shiraz, and. Uh, I'd love to see the Felix Cash fight afterwards, but fuck knows what's going on with Felix Cash. Amo Williams, Diego Pacheco, these are all the names floating around. But yeah, I, I agree with you. I think it could be a late stoppage. But I say he is tough, Liam Williams. Very compact, powerful, strong. He's aggressive. Um, distance with Andrade, you know, distance with Chris Eubank Jr. Liam I'll Smith. Tell you now, like I'll tell you now, you don't beat Amo Williams. <sighs> I don't, I don't think it beats Pacheco. But I do like Hamza Shiraz. I really yeah, do. Yeah, no, he's same, yeah. Fighter. He's great entertaining fighter. He's, very, he's, he's brilliant. Um, what I want to ask then, Anthony Yard. 
Yeah, against What's Marco Nikolic. <laughs> yeah, I know. How many farmers have been men is he going to fight? Know. It's just... Do you know this fact, right? Anthony Yard... There's obviously method behind it. Anthony Yard has never gone the distance and won a fight. Like, any time he's gone the distance, he's lost a fight. And apart from the big fights that he's been in, like your, your better BMs and your uh, uh, your Kovalevs and that, it's all bin men and doormen and farmers. It's like, what do we learn from these fights? It's just... Well, we had silver back in September, which was, yeah, just literally a tick over. And we thought it would be a tick over into a, a decent fight now, but apparently not. However, there's obviously method to the madness. There's obviously something brewing up for potentially the Saudi five, five versus five, or even a Saudi card in the future. So they're just making sure he gets through this one because there's big money ahead, I suppose. But um, yeah, it's been. Uh, Anthony Yard's career has been full blast or just, you know, second gear, isn't it? It's, it's no in-between. No, nah, no. Nah. Yeah, the Viterbiev exactly fight is. is, you know, the highest you can go. Incredible. Full props in him for that fight and um, for even taking it in the first place. But then <laughs> after Viterbiev, it goes silver and fucking the geezer who fixed my washing machine the other day. So uh, there we are. <laughs> But yeah, I'm going and I'm fucking buzzing for it. Um, I'm glad he's on the card because I do love watching Anthony Yard, but uh, oh, I'd love to see him in a live opponent. But yeah, I'm looking forward to it because it's. Uh, I think the main event could get a bit tasty, and I'm, I'm expecting knockouts across across the board. Really, a lot of a lot of knockouts that night. Big shout out to Masood Abdullah. He's fighting Ashfaq, and uh, yes, could be an interesting fight. But expecting Masood to come through it in flying colours. Okay, so Kai's had to go, people. Sorry about that, but it's just me and John fighting it out on the Mick Hennessy what the fuck moment. So Mick, lead us in, bruv. I'm not being funny. What the fuck is going on? There we are. Thank you, Mick. Right then, what the fuck is going on? Johnny, give us your what the fuck is going on moment for this week. I think I've just changed it at the last minute. It was... Carl Frosch's reply to John Fury, that video was epic. I was just watching, I could not stop watching the screen. I don't think I breathed for the whole 12 minutes it was on. He just completely and utterly tore John Fury a new one, started bringing up all videos of like Porky when he was calling him out and there was all those billboards in Manchester. Apparently you're a fight fighting man, the hardest 50-year-old out there. The Mickey Theo put it on you, you didn't want to know. It just basically just rubbished everything that John Fury said and just literally tore him a new one while building up his own self. In fact, that he knocked out George Groves and all that. You've got to love Cole Frodge. He is a little bit of a troll, but it is what it is. I just thought that was my what the fuck is going on moment. I love it. I love, I, well, funnily enough, that was mine. I'm going to go one different, but um, that was mine. And uh, yeah, and John obviously obviously took that to heart. That's why he offered him out to fight a fucking Wembley in front of 93,000 people that won't be attending. But there we are. Mine, what the fuck moment was, well, was the John Fury. But I'm going to go with Conor Ben calling out Devin Haney. I mean, I think you're dreaming, bruv. <laughs> he loses every second of every round. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll always want to watch Conor Ben fight. And I've got nothing against Conor Ben. I really, I haven't. I'll always want to see him fight because he has been very exciting over the past. I'm disappointed in his comeback and return, but we'll see where it goes. However, don't be calling out Devin Haney. Fucking hell. What do you reckon? I mean, am I 
talking shit there? No, or is that you know way what it off? was? It was after the performance against Dobson, which I, I said earlier, I don't think it was that bad, but like he was getting hit. He got hit clean numerous times. And you could probably give Dobson By three Dobson. rounds. After, yeah, By Dobson, who is free. slow as fuck. Telegraph, slow. You could see it coming. But he got pinged. Like He got pinged like, numerous times in that fight. And then you're calling out Devin Haney. To me, that was like delusional. And, and I just want to know exactly where Conor Ben is. But nobody knows yet because he's not had that fight that we can all hang our hat on and go, right, now I know exactly where you are. We need that legit fight. And I think yeah. that legit fight's Josh Kelly. Don't tell me that don't do big numbers over here. I know, I love it. It, Well, it just depends if he can fight in England, but you can't go from Peter Dobson to Devin Haney. You just can't do it. Do you know what I mean? And I know his career's been a bit up and down, and the reason that he's fighting Orozco and Peter Dobson at the minute is purely because his career has been up and down with the jeopardy of the failed drug tests and that. However, you can't go from Peter Dobson to Devin Haney, bottom line. So there we are. But what is he meant to do, though? Because say you are Conor Ben, right? And you're trying to build your profile, your career, make sure there's a big clamour around you so you earn as most money that you can out of the sport. So if he's going to fight Adrian Broner next, right? Now, is it? Is he just got to say, look, I'm fighting Adrian Broner, I'm still learning on the job, I haven't got an amateur background, I'm just going to go in there and like punch his head in and then I'll move on to these other fights. Isn't that a better approach than saying, I'd murder all these fighters, your boots, Ennis, all of these Avenitians, Josh Kelly's, um, like none of them are on my levels. Even talk of Terence Crawford weren't there before. And then you go and fight Adrian Broner. That's what doesn't sit right with everyone. Like sometimes you can say like, I'm still building here. I'm still building. I'm still like whatever he is, 27, 28. I didn't have that amateur background. Yeah, I'm going to have all these fights and make a load of money. But then when I'm ready, then I'm going to fight a Stanionis or whatever, a Boots Ennis or a Josh Kelly or something like that. But he's not saying that. You're saying you're going to fight Haney. You want to smash Haney's face in. Then you give us Adrian Broner. I think that's, what the fuck? It's delusional yeah. talk. You're right. Uh, you're right. I totally forgot about that. But it is It is constantly calling out these names and ended up with something lesser. Exactly. Isn't it? And that's what's going to happen this time around. It's Haney. He's talking about boots and he's talking about all these fighters. But no, it's just, uh, yeah, it's going to end up being Adrian Broner. Who he's going to beat. He's going to beat him easy. He just will. Adrian Broner used to be great. Now he's not. So there we are. Interesting times and an interesting pod. I thoroughly enjoyed it, boys. Thank you very much for joining us. Johnny B, Kaya, it's been a pleasure. Kaya's not here. He's fucked off again. Fucking <laughs> unprofessional, but there we go. Um, and yeah, thank you everyone for listening. We love you loads. Um, and uh, just by the by, if you could give us a little review, um, if you can click them little stars, if you see them in front of you, it really does help us and uh, we really appreciate it. Don't help us if you give us one star, but <laughs> it's up to you, isn't it? <laughs> um, but yeah, thank you very much, everyone. We love you loads. Speak to you next week. Take care. Bye.